Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me here in a different studio today, Jehazio. Hey, how's everyone doing? It's very blue. It's very blue. We're actually in the home studio of, and I've decided this on my own as original creator, Colin is going to start being referred to as a producer, not our editor. Ooh. What do we think of that? I like it. Can we get a nod from the producer? <laughs> he he concurs. That's what we're going to do. So we're actually at Colin's house recording this this week. Yes. Different world. That's okay. Not gotta a problem. Got to get used to it. Gotta, things are changing. All right. So we have a, a cup of coffee here. We have a, 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 a cup of Some, joe. A cup of joe. So why don't we do coffee talk? Yeah. What you got? All right. So today we have a nice uh, Rwanda, a hotel Rwanda. No. P, it's called Peaberry, not Peabody. I almost said Peabody. It's Rwanda Peabody from the valleys of Rwanda. Valleys of Rwanda. Uh, the Peabody is, I heard, so what it does is, so a normal coffee bean, when it is growing inside the shell, it grows into two pieces. And like kind of opens up. And nobody can see this, but I'm making a fist, and I'm opening my fist up. <laughs> it's blossoming uh, like a flower. Yeah. Or like Red Panda. Oh, like red panda turning red, turning <laughs> red panda. It was a red panda in the movie. Oh gosh, why? Don't bring the red panda to coffee talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just made a blossom. <laughs> this is a family friendly show. That's a family friendly movie. Please stop. <laughs> Anyways, the don't pea, watch it. The pea berry. What it is is it grows like it's a singular coffee bean it doesn't like separate and open up it just stays like small pretty much okay so it, they're sweeter um as you can probably taste i know you already put sugar and creamer in yours mm-hmm. and ruined it mm-hmm. but it is a sweeter coffee it's pretty sweet um <laughs> i kind of i kind of taste like some cherry flavors in it. i don't know if it's really it's really reminiscent of a uh the michigan cherry flavored coffee that comes out of michigan oh really yeah but yeah, this is all natural. Well, what I'm drinking is. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure mine was like hazelnut creamer. Am I am I mistaken? See see. Ooh, Italian. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. We can do about it, you know. But yeah. So Don Cheeto would love this. That's I'm good. Sure. Oh gosh. Have you ever, have you ever seen <laughs> No I've Hotel not Rwanda? Seen it. That's a good movie. I, I do it's need a very to watch good it, movie. Yeah. That's a sad I get that one confused story. with Blood Diamonds with uh oh, come on Leonardo now. DiCaprio. Come on now. Not all African movies are the same. I mean, not South African movies. Yeah, it's good coffee. And my opinion on it is, it is fine. Yeah, that's always your opinion. <laughs> At least you don't call it dirt no more. <laughs> Some of it's dirt. This one's not dirt. So, But, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. So, for news, unbearable weight of massive talent. News of the day, okay? Okay. That's Nicolas Cage's new movie where he plays himself. Okay. What do you think, and I just read this this morning, about the fact that they wanted to cast Daniel Day-Lewis playing Nicolas Cage? I think Daniel Day-Lewis could have played a better Nicolas Cage than Nicolas Cage could. What would that have been to see a Nicolas Cage, or a Daniel Day-Lewis, 
And and we were just talking about this the other day with uh, method acting. Method actor. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a trend. That he would have just gone around and just everybody would have had to refer to him as Nicolas Cage the whole time, even Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Actors are crazy. They are. Yes. And I mean that with as much respect as I can possibly muster because I love the craft. But some of them are nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them are nuts. Amber Heard. Boom. Amber Hood. Amber Hood. No, but, and I just lost his name. Jared Leto, I was telling you about this the other day, Jared Leto literally was using crutches on set everywhere he went. So every time they'd take a bathroom break, they'd say, cut, okay, go use the restrooms. He would use crutches to get to the bathroom. But it was taking so long for him to go to, to the bathroom and back that the director was like, this has to stop. You have to stop doing this. So the compromise was someone was going to wheelchair him to and from the bathrooms every time. Did he ever like fall in the bathroom like Michael Scott? You understand we're talking about a human being whose both of his legs are fully functioning. I maybe you get maybe with the method acting you get so far inside your head you just forget they do work. You get lost. Yeah. I think we're gonna do an episode at some point. Maybe we'll pick like three actors who consider themselves method actors. Watch a couple of their movies and then just read about everything that went into them playing that role. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis is is uh, out there for doing that. So Jared Leto and just about everything. But my like my question is: We said on the YouTube stuff this past week. I don't know that method actors are any better than people who don't do it. No, people who break character when the camera yeah. stops rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Who actually are like, hey, I'm a normal human being, and I have a personality outside of who I'm playing. Yeah. I have no idea why they feel they need to do that. Yeah. Because I would agree. Because didn't you say that, uh, what's his name, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio said he's a method actor, right? But it's completely different. Yeah. I do remember listening to an interview with him, and he's like, no, what they do, that's not method acting. That's something completely different. Yeah. And method acting is more like pulling on your own past this was his his words. And again, uh-huh. I'm paraphrasing based off an interview I heard two yeah. and a half years ago. But it was more like, okay, well, in this scene, my wife is leaving me. And so I need to act a certain way to that. But for him, method acting is looking back at his past and thinking about like when his dog died when he was 12 to summon those emotions that he can then use in that scene. Yeah. And that's more method acting than just pretending to be a cripple because you're playing a cripple. See, I just think that's just acting. I don't know if that's method acting. I still, I do, I, I do think that method acting is what Daniel Day Lewis and all these people do, where they just get so involved in their roles and they just don't break character. I do think that is what that is. That that is method acting, but it's crazy, it's insane. Like that's clinical. Yeah. To me. Yeah. No. To think about. Uh, then you've got smell the fart acting, um, which. I mean, uh, Joey Tribbiani from Friends, he was big into that. So if you forget a line, you just act like you're smelling something. And then you go back to what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of those quirky uh, things that they do. That's weird. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't know if I necessarily even want to know all of that stuff. No. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to know or not. That's okay, though. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so what else you been watching? Oh, gosh. Not much. Not much. Been busy. I watched Wind River the other night with uh, Good movie. Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. John Bernthal's uh, in there. Yep. 
Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. That's directed kind of, by Tyler I think Sheridan. Oh, was it? Tyler Sheridan directed. Oh, well, yeah. he's a good writer director. Yeah. So that's why. He's good at those kind of modern, uh, what do you call them? Like a modern westerns. Modern western. Yeah. Like, it was a western. Kinda, I would consider it a western. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Hell or High Water, or there's another one, another Chris Pine one. No Country for Old Men. Oh, that one. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Chris Pine. I can't remember. This Means War? <laughs> Not a western. <laughs> I can't think of anything else I've been watching. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it's it's lost on me at this point. We watched what was it? I don't remember. It's not relevant. Other than the movie for today that we're recording. Outside of the one that I okay. watched today, for, I mean for today, ten minutes ago. No, for today. You know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Today. So, anyways, let's just jump right into it. You want to jump, jump, jump? Yeah. Sure. Jump around. What you got? I don't know. Okay. So I, I picked this one, and again, it dropped on HBO Max uh, about three weeks ago, but it's The Night House, uh, directed by David Bruckner, written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. It's also produced by David Escorio, which is cool. He did, he did a lot of Batman stuff with Christopher Nolan. Cinematographer Alicia Christian, starring Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, Evan Jornkite, and Johnny Curtis Hall. What did you say? Vondi. Vondi. What did I say? John, I thought you said John D. Colin. <laughs> Make me look like not an idiot. <laughs> Literally, I have a V written on this page. Okay. Too. I mean, you may have. I may have just He's heard a good actor. I am very tired. So. And I'm telling you, there is something about an aged black man with gray hair. Just looks so wise. I'm just like, yes. I want to talk to this guy about everything. He's like. Don't dye it. Don't dye that hair. Oh. Let it be gray. Well, yeah. Morgan Freeman, let his go. Yes, I think exactly. everybody should copy the thing. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to read the uh, synopsis there? Yeah. Uh, a widow begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. Vague enough? Yeah. What were your thoughts going into this one? Uh, I remember seeing the trailer last last fall or something. I know. It, it was, was a like, long time it, ago. It looked. I was like, oh, it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so I was excited. I mean, not excited. I was intrigued, and when I saw it was on HBO Max, I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to watch this. And you watched it before I picked it. Yes, because I texted you. Yeah, I, t- I told you it was on HBO. Yeah. Or yeah. I, yeah, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, you watched it before I said, hey, let's do that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't have like super high expectations going into it. I thought it was going to be a decent film. Were those expectations met? No. Really? I did not enjoy this movie. You didn't all. like this movie? No. It lost me at a point. Oh, this is going to be interesting to talk about then. Yeah. Because I actually did like this movie. Oh, I thought okay. it was pretty good, actually. There's elements I didn't like, but overall, I thought it, it was an entertaining movie. It hit a certain point. Like, the beginning was good. Uh-huh. I felt like it was setting up something, and then it just kind of... There was a point in the film where that setup didn't pay off. The payoff wasn't there. Okay. Or at least, in my mind, watching what was going on, I, I it didn't. what I was expecting was going to happen didn't happen, and I was kind of just let down from that. So yeah. that might be more my issue with it than I thought it should have went a different way. I thought Rebecca Hall did great. She had she, to carry the whole thing. I mean, if she oh, could yeah. have carried it, it would have yeah. derailed. Yeah. Because there's most of the movie, it's her by herself. Yeah. And then you even have the elements later on where, I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about it later. Uh, so her husband dies. You see that she's struggling with, and he kills himself. He didn't just die. He committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So she's just she's literally drinking the entire movie, though. Yeah. 
and starts to uncover things about what he may or may not have been. Also, a, what was she a teacher? Yeah, she was a sixth grade teacher, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. At what point did you did it derail for you? Because the whole the whole premise is that she's going along and finding these little clues around the house that maybe he was hiding stuff from her. Right. That, that she didn't know. Yeah. And obviously, you know, she thought it was an affair. She just thinks he's cheating. He was cheating on her before he died. Um, it ends up being way different than that. Like way different than that. But I think it was really just the point that she, because the movie sets it up like she's crazy. Because she's the, the whole film from the get go, she's hearing sounds in her house. She's getting like, it sets it up almost to the point like, I, I thought she was dead. She oh, really? was the one that died, and what she was hearing was her husband living his life in the house. Oh, wow. And that's what I thought, like, where I thought it was going to go. Wow. Uh, and then you find out that her, her husband was just a creep. And You see, the biggest misstep for me, and this is where I was getting hung up on, my mind didn't go any direction that your mind went on that, was just that they make it very obvious there's something in her house. Like, it's not the whole... From the get-go, like the radio's turning on, mm-hmm. lights are coming on, and it's not like, is she imagining this or is this really happening? Yeah. Like, it's just really happening. Yeah. The whole time, it was just really happening. Yeah. And that wasn't weird to her. You know, she's just like, oh, this is my husband. How? Yeah. Where? Why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that was the biggest misstep for me. So those scenes when, because he, he went out in a boat and shot himself, so when she goes to look at the boat and she sees blood in there, even though that's all been cleaned up. Yeah. And so she's imagining this. Yeah. And then there's footprints of blood on the deck and it's just like, okay, well, she's not imagining this though because it's happening. It's mm-hmm. legitimately happening. Mm-hmm. And then like she passed out and he picked her up and put her in the boat. Those elements and the trailer leaned heavy into, especially that scene where she goes across the river, there's another house and she sees other women in their house and yeah. she sees herself in their house. Yeah. That's all... In- None of that was real. Right. None of that was real. And she wakes up back in her own house. But the line between what was real and one what wasn't real was almost too cut and dry. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I could tell, okay, well, she's obviously feeling his presence re- reality. Yeah. Seeing a house with herself in it and other women in it, not reality. Mm-hmm. And there was no... I wasn't confused as to what was real and what wasn't real. And I think the movie would have benefited from a little bit more ambiguity on in that way. Yeah. Especially when it gets towards the end. Because the worst parts for me were some of the supernatural elements. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. You know? Well, and yeah, and that's the thing. Like, so the house is haunted. There, there's uh, some yes. demonic forces and stuff involved yes. in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess we're going to start getting the spoilers here. Go ahead, yeah. And yeah, it is if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it, go watch it. But we're going to start talking yeah. about spoilers about Be- the whole movie. Because, uh, I mean, you find out her husband was killing these women and then burying them in the... Well, bef- way before that. Huh? Way before any of that, you find out that she died when she was, a young- when she was younger. Yes. She yeah. was in a car accident yeah, and she yeah. literally died and they brought her back to life. Yeah. Then you move on and she finds that woman in the library... And mm-hmm. she's like, what were you doing with my husband? She thought they were having an affair. And the woman's like, no, he was doing other stuff. Just being weird. Just being a weirdo. Yeah. Taking her to a abandoned house and just trying to kill her. Like, yeah. Just yeah. being a weirdo. And yeah, and then she finds all the bodies of all the women. And they all look 
somewhat like her. Like her, yeah. You know? And you're like, wow, he was a, is he was a creep. Another misstep, I think, was that we didn't know anything about him. Yeah. Why? That's what I don't understand. Now that we brought it up. Well, you kind of get some flashbacks in some film that she watches and stuff. Because it's not... He wasn't the one that... He was killing the women, but he wasn't the one that was actually... It wasn't like his idea... Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, absolutely it was. No, 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 no. There was a demonic force in the house. That's what was telling him to kill the women. It wasn't him. No, you're wrong. No, that's what it was. You're absolutely 100%. That's why I didn't like the movie. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. This is because you're wrong. I love you, but you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, He's an architect. Yeah. At some point in their marriage and life, he gets oppressed by this being. Yeah. And this is where the whole movie turns into... Like, pretty much Final Destination. I don't know if you've ever seen Final Destination. No. Colin on the desk, Final Destination. So, Peter, it's pretty much death coming for people. You're supposed to die. And if, okay, so I'm supposed to trip down those stairs when I walk out today and yeah. die. And if I do something to subvert that, then death is going to do whatever it has to do to come get me. This movie is death. Like, it's not a demon. It's not Satan. It's just death. Okay. It is. It says that. He says that. When he's sitting on the couch in her husband's body. He just says, I'm death. And, uh, but her husband at some point gets oppressed by it and is told to kill her because she was supposed to be dead already. Mm-hmm. Death's like, no, she's mine. Kill her. So the husband starts killing all those women that look like her. Yeah. And Death says, yeah, he was tricking me for a while. He was able to trick me for a while. He's uh, killing yeah, those yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't have to kill his wife. Right. Making him kind of like the hero. And it's like, but but he killed a lot of women. (laughs) A lot. There was like nine bodies under there. Yeah. So it wasn't him doing it. It was him. It was him doing it. I said that wrong. But to save his wife. That was his end goal. Okay. Yeah. But it got to the point where he couldn't bear that anymore. He couldn't do it anymore. And so he thought if he killed himself, death would stop trying to use him to kill her. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much what happened. But then death just took it into his own hands and started supernaturally oppressing her. I don't know why he didn't just start with that death. Yeah. And he must be incapable of just taking her life. Like he could literally lift her into the air and contort her body into crazy ways. But he can't actually kill her because he still had to put her in the boat and give her the gun and try to get her to do it herself. Yeah. Like a demon. Like a demon would. But it didn't work. So you were like looking at this movie way different. I guess I guess I was looking at it the way. Does that change anything in your opinion of it? I mean, I guess I still I still I would have rather just had him be like a serial killer just on his own instead of being He absolutely was. I still just I don't yeah, but he was being uh, like you said he was being oppressed by something outside. Yes. Yeah. So he wasn't just doing it on his own. He was doing it on his own, but it wasn't like he was doing it because he because he's just evil. He was doing it to try to save his wife. Yes. I would have rather had it been he if he was going to do that. Just he's yes, he just did it out of his own going crazy. And that would have just been a different movie, you know. It would have been more grounded if you kept it unsupernaturally. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. I thought, and going back to, I think this is so funny because we've been watching Moon Knight. There's a scene where she's like doing her hair in the mirror in the bathroom. Yeah. And he is in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Her dead husband's... He's not even present. It's just nothingness. Yeah. But so she's got she's got to act as though she is 
talking to someone, touching someone, which I thought film-wise, if you go back to the cinematography and Alicia Christensen, those scenes were incredible. Mm-hmm. Reminded me a lot of Invisible Man. Yeah, with Elizabeth that's, yeah. that's what I thought. That's yeah. the vibe I was getting. Because she like, reaches her hand out and her finger, you can see it like get pressed in like she's touching something yeah. like I'm, uh, it's probably like glass or something she's touching glass and that's yeah. when they're shooting it but it looked really really good and she also has to act as though someone is touching her and not make it look weird mm-hmm. even though it did look weird like when she goes to hug so- him and she's just standing there by herself like if you break it down and just watch behind the scenes she looks crazy yeah same thing as Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight and some yeah. of those scenes where he's got to act like there's someone else in control of his body. That's really hard to do. And so props, props to that because she did yeah. a phenomenal job. Rebecca Hall's just good at looking crazy in movies because she went crazy in uh, The Prestige too. Prestige. Yeah. Transcendence. Yeah. And Iron Man 3. <laughs> she didn't go crazy in that movie, but... But the whole time, like, especially after that, she knew he was killing people. She didn't know he was doing it because of his love for her. So when she's touching his his demon form, I'm just going to refer to it that way because it's nothing. I'm like, he's going to try to kill you. Like, why would he not try to kill you? So he's like rubbing her arm and you see the hair on her arm stand up from like the sensation of being touched. I was like, he's going to grab, he's going to grab your throat. He's going to. He didn't. But that's what I expected to happen. She's just like, Owen. Oh, he's like, I'm not Owen. And you're like, dang. There was a lot of jump scares in it that were not. You think so? Yeah. Like nothing in the film was, I wasn't like, every time that I got like freaked out was just because it was just a loud noise and then a jump. Like the scene where she's walking in her backyard and, the and women, all those girls the just women, start yeah. running and like diving over into the. Well, I, I thought it was far more, not necessarily a jump. There was a couple of them were jump scares because they popped out right next to her, but it was. I think it did a good job at creepy in those scenes, especially because you're like, I have no idea why. Why are all these women running and jumping off that cliff? You know, obviously they weren't really there. You right, knew that. Right, yeah. But she's seeing them do it. So what is going on? I thought it did. A, I thought those were good scenes. I thought it worked well. So was she getting sucked back into time? Or getting not getting sucked back in. Was she getting shown like what was happening when her husband was killing I think stuff? So. Yeah. Once she started to become more aware of what was going on, and even going back to it as well, this kind of ties together. He was an architect, mm-hmm. and he designed the house to be a maze for death. Yeah. I thought that was insane. That's how I took that. I don't know. But the architecture in the house was real. That was probably the creepiest stuff in the whole movie. Yeah. Where she'd like look at a beam a certain way and you'd see a head and then that head would just turn and look at her. That that was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. And then he was trying to build an exact replica of his house somewhere else. And that's where he was keeping the bodies at. Yeah. All in an effort to just trick death. I thought it was good. No, I think the more we talk about it, I think this is a good movie. And then you add the elements of the supporting cast, like uh, Vondi Curtis Hall, who I thought did a good job in what little role he had mm-hmm. as just kind of being a neighbor and a presence and a friend. And then uh, Sarah Goldberg, who plays her, her best friend, who's trying to just be there for her because her husband is, is dead and killed himself. Yeah. So she's trying not to say, hey, stop being crazy. But her showing up at the end, I thought was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that scene was really tense in, in a good way. I've been like, she's going through the house, seeing everything and trying to get to her before she 
kills herself. Yeah. And the whole time, and I did it, Vera could attest to it. I'm like, you jump in that water. I was like, you better jump in that water. Don't just stand on that pier because she's not, she's, you know, 20 feet off the pier in the yeah. boat. And then the very next scene, you see her swimming. I'm like, oh, that's good payoff. She's a good friend. She cares. But the neighbor knew everything that was going on? No. No, well, he, he knew there was stuff going on at the house because... Well, he knew he, there was shady stuff going on. He said... Because you remember he said he ran into that woman and him yeah. in the woods. And he said he went and talked to him later, dirty and nasty, because he had just killed her and buried her. Mm-hmm. But he said he felt shame and he felt guilt. And then she, and then Rebecca Hall asked him, what was it? What was he doing? And he said, "You forgive me because I couldn't ask. I didn't want to ask. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know exactly what he was doing. I'm sure he assumed that he was just yeah. fooling around with women out in the woods and had a darker Fifty Shades side to him. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. But I don't think he knew he was a murderer. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Especially now the more that we talk about it. I didn't this hate is one it. to me I, that I think the conversation has, has made this movie better. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like by the end of it I was just kind of like eh, eh whatever. I just, I, it wasn't it wasn't one of those movies I probably won't watch it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd probably revisit this one. I'd give it three stars. I'd recommend this one. Three and a half stars. Because I really appreciate it as well. Like, it was very tasteful. It had language in it. Yeah. Uh, there, and not even a ton of language. There was a couple scenes when she was angrier or drunker than normal. So she was a little bit more belligerent. Which is, again, completely understandable. If you're mm-hmm. in that scenario, that's likely going to happen. Especially if you're drinking heavily. Um, in terms of... Uh, Nudity and things, there's nothing. I even appreciated because there's a trope, especially in horror movies, where there's like a shower scene and everything's all steamy and you're just they're, they're showing as much as they can, but keeping it under that, you know, PG 13 or R banner or whatever it is. But this one went out of its way not to cross into that territory. You didn't see anything. So if you can have a shower scene and not show anything, there was a scene where you saw the guy. Yeah. That's- you saw his. Yeah. Uh, rear. Yeah. Because I don't know why he took all of his clothes off when he killed himself. I don't know. I don't want to get into the logic or I mean, the. You come into the, the world naked, yeah. you leave the world naked. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it was a really tasteful movie, I felt like. Yeah. And it was just about the story. There was something else I was trying to think of, but I can't remember now. There's always a lot of the, a lot of the tropes of just like, okay, just get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Just go. What are you doing? Your friend keeps telling you to go sleep on a couch. Go sleep on a couch. There's no need for you to stay there. Yeah. You know, there isn't. Yeah. Once you find bodies, probably call the police, you know, make that your next step. Yeah. Uh, some of that stuff. But those tropes are in all those kind of movies. They kind of have to be. Otherwise, that movie can't exist. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to just take yourself out of the re- <laughs> the common sense re- of if, a horror movie. If somebody calls the cops as soon as they find the dead body, uh, movie over. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts on this? Uh, no, that's all I got. I thought it did. I thought it did a very good job at being just creepy, just being eerie. Um, I do think the marketing was a little deceiving. I thought there was going to be a lot more back and forth between like different versions of herself, mm-hmm. and they really didn't do that at all. No, there was only one or two scenes where, and it was in another. It was in like an other world, uh-huh. other reality kind of way, and so I would definitely say misleading marketing. Not a bad movie, though. Not because of that. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. disappointed. I was just like, oh, well, kind, yeah. of fail. kind of a fail. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend this movie to other people. Give it a shot. Give it a go. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it, too. I, again, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is an amazing movie. 
There's a lot of stuff in there too that I thought was really good, especially when you're thinking about the world that we live in today and the weight of some of those concepts like suicide, like uh, depression and anger. That scene when she she goes to the school mm-hmm. and she's trying to go to work and that parent shows up and is wondering why her kid got a C. Yeah. And you don't see those scenes in all, all these type of movies very often, but I thought that was a really good scene and Rebecca Hall did a really good job of mm-hmm. why are we having this conversation? And she pulls no punches and gets very explicit in detail about what her husband did to himself to this mom yeah. who doesn't know and should does she deserve did she deserve any of that probably not but you're also there arguing about why your son got a C in yeah. a stupid elective class like yeah. and she's like what do you want him to have you want him to have a B you can have a B you want him to have an A here he's got an A she's like no a B's fine <laughs> <laughs> but in reality you know that's the and she's she's dealing with mortality and loss and all of these things and those are heavy heavy elements and to put that kind of scene in the movie i thought was really really Mm -hmm. well done yeah there's a couple of those it's the same thing with like when the friends try to take her out when she goes out with her friends to eat and stuff and they're fumbling over what to say and what not to say and Mm -hmm. her friend especially was just like she'll make a comment trying to cheer her friend up and then rebecca hall's like oh well you just you just quoted a poet who who killed himself, you yeah. know, or that poem is about death. And my husband, and she's like, ah, oh, crap. Like, yeah. in my mind, I didn't put those two things together. That would be a struggle for everyone in reality. You know, mm-hmm. we'd all struggle with like, should I make this comment? Should I not yeah. make this comment? You know? And she just makes them feel so bad for it, too. Oh, I know. Could be, understandably. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was really good. I'm really good. I'm glad that we watched it. I'm glad that I picked it. Instead of Fantastic Beasts, which is where we were going to go That's next, we were, yeah. and I've heard nothing but awful things about it, so I'm glad we're not watching it. I'm probably not well, going to watch it. I'll watch it, I'm but not going to watch we will it. have to... Yeah, we were supposed to go to theaters last week and watch I know, it, and I'm I like, know. I didn't have time, nope. so I'm glad we did this one too. I'll watch it when it comes out. We can do that. Yeah. That's fine. Because that story is just... Well, it's got Mads Mikkelsen in it, so there's that. Yeah, instead of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Thanks, Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> It's her fault. That's not why. That's why he's not in the movie. I'm not joking. They replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen because of his defamations. I don't know why they didn't just get Colin Farrell to come back. I know. He's already playing a shape-shifting character. Why not stick with the better actor anyway? Yeah. Colin Farrell's a great actor. Anyways, go ahead. Drive us home. All right. If you like what you heard, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment and review. Uh, Five stars, please. Uh, And you can also listen to us on Google and Spotify. Uh, You can also check out our YouTube stuff on Wednesdays that we'll release with Moon Knight, which we are currently um, reviewing. And you can head over to Popcorn and Coffee on Instagram and drop us a DM. Tell us a movie you want us to review, talk about, or I don't know, maybe some celebrity stuff going on. Oh. You want us to talk about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff? I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. There's a lot of gross stuff going on in that story. Uh, But yeah, just uh, let us know what you think and um, tell tell us about your friends. Tell, tell, your friend, about tell, your tell your friends about us. <laughs> no, I uh, want to hear about your friend. Who's your best friend and why? And as well, tell me, let us know in the comments if you like this movie. Yes. Personally, I think this is, and I'm going to say something controversial. I think this movie was better than Hereditary. I said it. There, I said it. Oh, no, 100%. Hereditary sucks. Even our producer, Colin, is in agreement. <laughs> Heredity is trash. You hear there are in two camps on that movie. It's either the greatest thing ever made or it's garbage. We're in agreement. Sorry. It's it's bad. But that's all for today, guys. Bye. Thanks.